0: Podcasts where two friends catch up and talk about whatever nerdy stuff comes to mind. Usually over hookah. Enjoy. Why is that? Oh man, it's just a mixture. It's just a bad mixture. I'll tell you a bit about it here. I uh, Well, because I took this job at the church, Beth's and Andrea's health insurance plan has to change through the Marketplace. Because we, we no longer qualify for low income health insurance. And so, and so um, Beth just found out that we're paying an extra $300 a month for health insurance.
1: Holy crap. Yeah.
0: I'm like, that hurts. It's not fun. Yeah. Now, I'm making more than an extra $300 a month from the church, but what we were hoping was like, just about all of my paycheck is going to go into the savings that was the hope you know we can buy a house in a year or something
1: well you've got to take care of corporate america first
0: that's right that sucks that's right not my favorite thing and <laughs> uh, well, we can afford the extra 300 because of a month for the health insurance because of the job but yeah, but it's just a kick in the teeth, you know. It is a kick in the teeth. It's such a dumb fucking thing. I'm so mad. <laughs> I really am.
1: Like I'm like, come on. You know, that I mean, doesn't surprise the- me at all though when you're talking about insurance companies and stuff. It, I mean, and that's that seems like well, that figures, you know. That seems yeah. to be right right up their line. Whatever yeah. inch they can grab, they they grab it.
0: But you're right. Capitalism, but, baby. <laughs> capitalism, baby. <laughs> Oh, Lord. But things going okay with you?
1: Yeah, really good for me. Um, good. I'm starting to get a little stressed out right now because of my obligations with the theater. Um, mm. I have a play coming up that I'm going to be directing, and it turns out that... Um, did you hear about the last five years saga? Did
0: anyone... I, I knew that I knew there was being talked about doing, because I talked to... Um, why can't I think of his name? Robert. 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 Oh my god. Sorry. Robert, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. You know, I'm sorry I <laughs> forgot your name.
1: That's, ro- that's rude <laughs> of
0: me. But uh, but like I talked to Robert for a long time about, you know, if they were gonna do it this summer. This is before I got the church gig, you know, yeah. that I would come down and do it. But
1: but oh, I yeah, haven't so, heard
0: about what's going on since then. So what happened was
1: Robert decided that he couldn't do it. Oh, um, because he, he had he couldn't find people to do it. I, I don't know why he couldn't hold an audition and whatever. He he just decided he wasn't going to do it. But they he said decided oh we'll do it next year. As soon as he did that, you remember Jason Valentine? Do you remember who that is? Yep. You know, Jason Valentine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is associated with the Wrights Theater two boys now, and he. As soon as Robert announced he was now going to do it, this season. <laughs> so, so, like, as soon as he found out, they, they put it out on social media and whatnot that they were yep. going to to do the play. So now, like, we can't do it. <laughs> yep. So that makes my play the first play, the first real um, production
0: mm-hmm.
1: after the COVID era. Mm. So I have started working on that already. The play that we're doing is the Legends of Sleepy Hollow. Mm -hmm. And the the particular version of it that we're doing was written in 2018 by a couple of playwrights in the Midwest. And has never been um, really produced before. Oh. So um, I received a script. And that's it. There's no sound, there's no music, there's no stage, there's nothing. Hmm. And um, the company that produced the play emailed our theater and said, while you're not allowed to record the play, please record the play and send it to us. We'd like to see how you do this.
0: Sure, (laughs) that's awesome, that's exciting.
1: Well, yeah, it's exciting, except for now I have to write music and I have to produce sound effects and I have to do a whole lot more work than I thought I was going to have to in order right. to produce this play. And that's got me worried because I have to do all this extra stuff. And what's what's concerning me about it is the end of September, my unemployment runs out and I have to start mm-hmm. working and the show doesn't actually go live until October, middle of October and the end of October or the show dates. So right about the time I'm losing my supplemented income is about the time where I need to work and I won't be able right. to because I'll be doing five, six nights a week down at the theater. So that's a little bit uh, yeah. nerve wracking I'm trying to get everything I can done before that happens so that my schedule is opened up. I'm looking for an assi- assistant director that can at least babysit a couple of practices or something like that in the event that I have to work or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, school's going really well. It's Great. just that school is from 8 o'clock in the morning until 2.30 in the afternoon, which kind of makes it hard to have a game full employment mm-hmm. because I have to be at school five days a week. So the only opportunity for me to work is in the evenings and having a family and having, you know, obligations in the theater and everything make that even more
0: complex. So other than that, everything's good. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. That's scary, man. I, I, I know it. You'll be okay. You'll figure it out. But that's still, yeah. uh, still a scary thing.
1: Yeah, it's just it's not. It's just it's just the unknowing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just the uncertainty of it. I mean, I'm sure it'll work out. I'm sure I'll figure something out. Um, fortunately, Amanda, my wife, has a great job, and like we're not going to be, you know, out on the street or anything like that. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I have options with my retirement my investments and things like that but um i don't want to use those if i don't have to sure so but we'll figure it out theater comes first right (laughs) yeah yeah i guess (laughs) i guess so oh my we want to cover today we should we should not talk about anything heavy since we're both tired and depressed.
0: <laughs> yeah let's let's not do let's not do a heavy thing right now. I as, I'm, as i as it's all beginning to pile on, but uh, I, we can talk about so like superheroes. We've been tossing superheroes around, uh, listeners yeah. as a possible as a possible topic, and we just never really get to it. Um, I like superheroes. I'm more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy. Uh, and the reason why I am more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy it, it is ultimately purely because of the era where I was a kid uh, was really, for me, the era of Batman, the animated series. And so, like, Batman, the animated series is like this formative TV show for me. It taught me to never trust a woman. Um, <laughs> that's that's step number one of Batman, the animated series. You know, never trust a woman because it's because think about it you got Catwoman, you got poison ivy you got harley quinn none of those none of those girls you can trust you know and and those are the primary ladies that are in batman the animated series um but like it's it was this formative show for me and it it really kind of and i think that the dc world while their live action films are just dreadful just just absolutely dreadful messes um their animated stuff is is usually quite good and so i'm a batman the animated series fan you have superman the animated series you have the teen titans you have the justice league you have all these great uh animated series and movies that that are voice acted very very well and and look very good and you know are able to tell i think pretty fun and 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 interesting stories pretty much everybody from firefly does dc animated movies and tv shows now so you can just kind of like suddenly you're watching an episode of the Justice League from 04 and you're like, Gina Torres is Vixen. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. You know, or, or like or like Inara is Black Canary. Holy shit. That's great. You know, and then you're like, this is wonderful. So. But I'm cool with talking about superheroes. What, what, was, what is your. Um, uh, uh, we'll just make it really simple, Matt, favorite superhero. My favorite superhero, that's a complicated question. That's not, you can't make it simple and say, oh, let's make it
1: simple. Who's your favorite superhero? So many levels to that question. You're Um, right. I have always growing, I read a lot of X-Men and i read a lot of Fantastic Four, um, mostly in the Marvel universe. Um, I didn't read a lot of DC comics, didn't read a lot of image comics. I, I mainly read Marvel, Marvel comics. Um, but my favorite character um, is probably Spider-Man, mm, specifically mm. the amazing Spider-Man in that arc. Um, those are always the stories that I found the most compelling, most interesting. Uh, I, I was able to identify with Peter Parker more than <laughs> you know, more than any other superhero, I guess. Um, so I would have to say that my favorite superhero is Spider-Man at the end of the day. Um, I don't think that there have been any Spider-Man movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that have really captured mm. Spider-Man. Um, the closest that they've come to capturing Spider-Man has been the way he was portrayed in the Avengers movies, not in his own standalone movie. Um, but I, I would say Spider-Man is probably, at the end of the day, my favorite character from,
0: from my youth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you seen Into the Spider-Verse? No, the, that that's a movie that I think is every time I watch that movie, I've watched it maybe two or three times now, and it's one of those films that like gets better every time you watch it. Like it's more, yeah. it's a, it's it, it's more compelling and more interesting every time you watch it.
1: But yeah.
0: uh, but I know what you mean. Like I think for I, I also quite like Spider Man. The Spider Man animated show was another show that I watched a lot of uh, from the nineties. Um, yeah. uh, and it's one of my favorite shows to like learn things about because uh you know as you like go down the rabbit hole of that show like i remember reading uh, a couple years ago from like the showrunners of that show that that fox it ran on fox initially fox said uh um we don't want any um strikes in the show like spider-man and and spider-man and the villains are not allowed to punch each other or kick each other or we don't want that ever, and they were like, "What?" And, and they're like, "No, <laughs> we don't want. We want. We don't want that ever." And so, if you go back, and they, I'm reading this article about it, and then I had to go back and watch it because it's all on Disney Plus. And they're totally right. Spider Man and the and and the Spider Man villains never punch each other in that show. There huh. isn't a single episode where they punch each other. Instead, it's a lot of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot of a lot of grappling. And that's a lot of things falling on top of each other. Right. And and I go back and I'm watching episodes and like, Jesus Christ, they're really not punching each other. (laughs) Would you look at that? Like I Venom Venom shows up and like and and it's Venom and it's scary. And Venom never once hits Spider Man with anything on his body except for he picks up a ledge and tosses it at Spider Man or or something. So (laughs) they're fighting and they're just wrestling, they're grappling. It's pretty funny. No, I've just always yeah. found that I've just always found the
1: character of Peter Parker to be an interesting one because, you know, he, he, he's number one. He's just a kid. Yeah. And he and he just wants to be a kid, you know, and that's that's somewhat um, different than most other superheroes who don their altered personalities with kind of a gusto with with Peter Parker. It's more an, almost a reluctance like a, yeah. it, and it's and it comes from his from his aunt and his uncle. Teaching him to be, you know, a nice, respectable kid and be and be uh, modest, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that really conveys itself well. And I also think that villains are pretty cool. I mean, like Norman Osborne's a great villain. He's right? a great villain. Like mm-hmm. so it, it seemed like the whole package was there and there's so much nuance in the characters that you can you can tell a real story with, with the Spider-Man arc without punching and kicking, so to speak. Like you can't really, you can't really see uh, a character like Wolverine or the Punisher yeah. going through uh, a complicated story arc that's character-based because their characters are so um, archetypical. You know, they're yeah. so well-defined. Um, I I read a lot of Punisher comics when I was a kid too because I liked the Punisher for the same reason that you kind of like Batman, right? Like he's yeah. just a normal guy that like got shit done. Right, <laughs> like mm-hmm. so, like I always like the Punisher because he's not really a superhero, if you in, in, in the in the capital S superhero sort of way. Um, so I, I read a lot of Punisher and stuff, but they didn't. That, that was just a, an action pop, you know. That was something that wasn't wasn't as deep. With Spider Man, they had the ability to really explore a lot of facets of that character and a lot of the characters that he interacts with. And it was just a more interesting read yeah. to me. So that's why I always liked Spider-Man comics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I mean, so, so, cause I, I also quite like Spider-Man. I, I, I think that you're right. You know, when you kind of identify that one of the things that makes Spider-Man different from other superheroes is, is Spider-Peter Parker is, is actually a little more interesting than Spider-Man. Right. Um which is, which is great because ultimately, you know, there are very few superheroes who are written like that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's even the same way with like uh, miles Morales, who's the other Spider-Man like miles Morales is the main character of into the spider verse. Mm -hmm. And, and it's the same thing. Miles Morales as a character way more interesting than, than, than his portrayal of Spider-Man. And so you end up, you end up rooting for, in the case of Peter Parker, you end up getting a little sad when his career in journalism doesn't take off, you know, like, you're like, ah, sorry, (laughs) Peter. you know? (laughs) Um, And, and, and it's also why the venom arc is so great. Right. Because, because this is, this actually attacks Peter Parker. Venom attacks Peter Parker. It's not that he really attacks Spider-Man. And, and it's one of the other reasons why if we transition quickly to Batman, it's why my favorite Batman villain is Two Face, mm-hmm. um, because Two Face, as a villain, affects Bruce Wayne. Um, right. Whereas many of his other villains ultimately affect him really primarily as Batman. Joker, Joker doesn't have any interest in Bruce Wayne. Right. You know he he, he doesn't care. He doesn't even care who Batman is. You know like because right. he he's just interested in, in Batman as Batman. What what I love about the Two Face art. Uh, is, is how Bruce Wayne feels personally responsible for the creation of Two-Face and right. feels personally responsible for uh, you know, just what has happened. And, and, and so Two-Face as a villain doesn't have to be like a crazy terrorist or doesn't have to be magic or these other different villains in the Batman universe. Two-Face is ultimately just a mob boss that right. used to be a DA, you know, and 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 yet it creates all this drama in Batman as he's trying to figure out, you know, in as Bruce Wayne what he needs to do, you know, how do I stop Two-Face? How do I not undo all the things that Harvey den has done? How do I how do I continue to help my friend? Right. You know, uh whereas the other villains for Batman aren't really there he doesn't really care, you know. It's whatever you know throw him in arkham (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but um yeah batman's storyline
1: batman's storyline's always been interesting because um you know in 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 comic books as in comic books writ large you tend mm -hmm. to have you know a hero and a villain with like the opposite powers right so if you're if you're if your hero has like you know human torches. Flame capability, then you're gonna have like a Mister Freeze on the other side of it, right? You're gonna yeah, have sure. you're gonna have um, heroes and villains that kind of the villains are almost designed to get at the weak. With with Batman, you have a, a collection of villains that that are unique and have their own different. I've always liked the Joker because he's just anarchy incarnate, you know. And that's sure. a really hard write. That's hard to write. It's hard to write well, I should say. Um, uh, part of the reason why I liked Heath Ledger's portrayal in the in the movie so well is because I I felt that was the first time like the Joker's mindset was really captured on film. You yeah. know, for gr- as great an actor as as like Jack Nicholson is, you know, sure. And as and as cool as that original Batman movie was when it came out in nineteen eighty nine or whatever it came out, right? You know, like to see Heath Ledger take the Joker that. W- to, to like a more comic book sort of joker that was really refreshing to see you know because mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't quite understand how insane the guy was right right, right. Now, then you had Jared let it go completely over the moon with it so i don't i don't know where they're going with that but That's and i know that most of your experience with the joker has been through the animated series which i have not seen so i don't know how he was portrayed in that but i do know that in that in the comic books at least the comic books that i read coming up uh he was always more interested in just creating chaos than he was like counteracting batman so to speak batman Mm. just kind of represented the order that he wanted to destroy so that's right you know but but each character with each villain with batman unlike other villains um they all they were all developed they all had their own they didn't serve just as an anti hero Right, yeah, they all yeah, had their own um, arcs. A lot of DC stuff didn't function that way. Now, on the other hand, in Marvel, just about everything has an arc. One of mm-hmm. my favorite villains in all of the Marvel universe is Magneto because you can sympathize with him. Like, if oh, you yeah. really understand where Magneto comes from, you're like, maybe he's not the bad guy in this, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he's doing some mm-hmm. terrible things, but if you look at it from a certain perspective, you can actually identify with the villains in Marvel more so than in DC, right? right. You can, you, you can, there's, there's a, a vagueness in, and there's a grayness in, in, in what's right and wrong in the Marvel universe. Even with their heroes, they have morally ambiguous heroes and morally mm-hmm. ambiguous villains. And I think it's a much more nuanced um, way to tell a story. Mm-hmm. So I like, I, I've always been partial to the Marvel marvel uh, comics because of that ambiguity that that you know just because somebody's the bad guy doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong
0: <laughs> yeah no i know what you mean i know what you mean and magneto is is easily in my top three or four favorite villains as well um um for all the reasons why anybody would love magneto like he's just he's just such a he's just such a good character and is such a uh um like you say sympathetic character there was a funny post going around on social media um it was like uh because they you know the the second the sequel to the venom movie is coming out there yeah um and i don't know if you ever saw that first venom movie but it stank I, to high heaven i saw
1: like it that. once and i was not terribly impressed by it and yeah. i figured well they're just fucking spider-man up some more, so
0: yeah whatever <laughs> like, like the only way you see i think i think that sony personally i think sony when they make their movies should just should just go the complete opposite direction of every other movie and just make them as absurd and stupid as possible and that should be their thing like right. like at the end of venom like andrew garfield toby mcguire and tom holland all three of them as spider-man should have just shown up and i'd be like <laughs> i love this franchise <laughs> like, like, I'd, be, I'd be like i'd fall over i mean this is the best don't even try to make it simple easy but like you know, it Carnage is in the second movie, and it's all about Venom versus Carnage and whatever. And I like I like Carnage too. But um, the post I was going around was like Venom is such an interesting um, example of what happens when a groups of, when a group of fans, you know, over the course of thirty or forty or fifty years, embrace a character, and and then content creators are like, well, they embrace even though Venom's is villain. Let's let's write stories where he's not the villain because people love this character. And then, and, and then right after that, they, the next part of the social media post is Magneto is a great example of a character that is consistently correct. And so how can he be a villain? Like, like (laughs) everybody's just like, yeah, I mean, you expect us to believe this guy's a villain. Like like he's (laughs) he's right. He's right about everything, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's that's why he's the best that's why up up, up until the genocide part you know (laughs) you're right up until the genocide part (laughs) i I begged magneto i begged the universe for them to give me magneto in Wandavision. i was like just put him in yeah you cowards like like i just want to watch it yeah see i was really hoping to get mephisto out of that i know i know we talked about that but instead but, we got uh, nothing, nothing. That we instead,
1: instead, we got a big nothing
0: burger, <laughs> big giant nothing sandwich <laughs> filled with nothingness. Yeah, <laughs> it was nonsense. It's not
1: I'll totally be honest, enough. though. I enjoyed I enjoyed WandaVision much more than I did. But let me let me qualify this. I enjoyed WandaVision more than I enjoyed Falcon and the Winter Soldier because of the way WandaVision was constructed. Yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell was going on with Wandavision, and I had that weekly desire to kind of figure it out. Right. I had that. It, it kept my attention, and it kept me guessing because I didn't know where it was going. Now, the fact that it didn't really go anywhere doesn't negate the fact that the journey was a great journey. I really yeah, liked right. that journey. Um, with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I kind of knew like what was happening it was more more or less an action flick right it was just a it was just an ex- expanded captain america story really
0: is yeah. all it
1: was and yeah. uh you know it was interesting and it was fun to watch but it wasn't nearly as compelling as WandaVision. and i know you probably haven't seen any of, of loki no, but, but watch Loki. But I, I Loki Loki's a convoluted mess.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like time travel things. I don't like British things. I don't like Tom Hiddleston. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know how much of it's going to be like quote unquote required for for continuing the uh, larger cinematic universe. I don't know how much they're gonna play on it, but uh, yeah, it wasn't a terribly compelling. It was a. It was Doctor Whoovian. This is very doctor yeah
0: I, <laughs> no thank you no thank you I uh, but I know what you so like I agree with you on WandaVision I think I think from an artistic standpoint um what well, I, I think WandaVision WandaVision was really great for two reasons one the art the artistry of it I thought was was quite good there was a clear vision for the way they wanted to present the show and and I thought it was compelling you know and I thought that was good I also, as I look back on it, I also think it was 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 really well acted. Yes, it was um, from, from everybody. So like it was immersive. The acting was so immersive because of all of the different styles of show that that show was was invoking. Everybody had to really you know immerse themselves into the style every single time. And, right. and I thought I thought that was really compelling and fun to watch. Um, and, and I guess for a third reason, you know, I prefer dramas and I, and I, I really do like, I, right. I, I, I like, I like that it was dramatic. I like that. I've, I've said this in other, in other places and I might've said this to you. I like that. It was sad. You know, I like, yeah. I like that you watch it. And I, I remember the Halloween episode of WandaVision in particular uh, when, when vision, gets to the edge of town and he sees people kind of trapped in loops and, right. you know, and, and stuff. And, and, and I remember looking at Beth being like, man, what a sad show. Like, like, it's so sad. It's, you know, vision is sad. Wanda is clearly sad. Like everybody, everybody's caught up in grief and they can't escape. Um, but then like, even though I loved Catherine Hahn, I really <laughs> did. Like, I, I think, I think the world of Catherine Hahn as an actress even though she's great and I'm glad she had her, her moment in the Marvel Sun, man, Agatha Hartness just
1: <laughs> like like
0: like and I like the character, but like the moment the moment Wanda ceases to be the villain of the show, that's right. that's when that's when you right. lose it. Because well, then the I drama think, disappears, right? And I think
1: and I think in a certain respect, WandaVision was a victim of its own success in that way. By keeping people guessing every week, by people, people, pe- pe- keeping people in the dark and kind of having the opportunity to come up with their own theories and their own ideas of what was happening, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. You're setting yourself up for failure because all these great fan theories that are flinging around and all these great ideas that people have, they can't all be correct, you know? So right. somebody's going to be disappointed. I was surprised that they made it as... as um, I don't bland. Is that the right yeah, word? Yeah, no, it? you're
0: right. It was bland.
1: The, the as bland, bland as it was. I, I thought it would be, you know, if they would have just left, you know, the Scarlet Witch character be the villain and uh, have us watch Wanda transform into the Scarlet Witch as far as mm. character development goes, that to me would have been more satisfying than kind of pinning it on Agatha Harkness in the last two episodes. Right. Right. But again, I have to reiterate the the ride was the was the journey, right? The, like that yeah. was the that yeah. was the, the the fun part of it. Having seen it, knowing its conclusion, it's not really rewatchable, right? It's not yeah, rewatchable right. in the same way that you can watch, you know, The Dark Knight Rises over and over again, even though you know what's going to happen. Uh, like like that's that was the fun of WandaVision. And now that it's over and I've seen the end of it, I'm not going to watch it again, right? Huh. So it doesn't have that kind of staying power, but while it was when it was on, it was real good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I you know? agree. I agree. And my my feelings on Falcon and the Winter Soldier are, to me, there's almost this sort of opposite effect with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like I actually think the first maybe three or four episodes are really lame. Yeah. Like I did not like them, uh, and then and then as character plot lines began to merge I, I felt that the, I became more interested in the show. Yeah. Um, I think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So like I when Falcon and the Winter Soldier ended, you know, I it's not as my favorite thing in the world, but I remember looking at Beth going, I'd watch Captain America 4. You yeah, know, that like, like right. a, <laughs> I'll go I'd go and see I'd go and see a standalone movie with Sam as Captain America. I'd watch yeah. that shit like, like yeah. Sam Sam's a cool it's a cool Sam's a, a fully realized character now he's not just some random character right you know and 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 the look is unique the combination shield and flying fighting yeah. is interesting like great you know I I've watched that I'd watch that movie I'd watch that stuff um Bucky is a, is a fully realized character now too I think that's really great you know I i i like zemo now instead of yeah. just random civil war villain like he's he's awful those things are good um i think that the spinoff i th- here's my big problem though i think that and of course we transition into these disney plus shows right
1: um <laughs> i think
0: that i think that the did you see uh black widow
1: no i have not yet seen black
0: okay widow. okay so black widow does some stuff with this um at the very, very end, I haven't revealed anything, but there's, uh, the, what they're alluding to that's coming next, right? This Countessa, this Contessa person who's creating the injustice gang, you know, (laughs) of, of, uh, uh, us agent and, and different people, different people are recruited at the end of black widow as well. That doesn't impact the plot of black widow, but it it does happen in a post-credit scene. Like. I don't see how I'm going to be terribly interested in that. Right. And I think, I think that's kind of the tricky thing. Like if that's what they're pointing to, if they're, if they're, if they're telling us that the next thing that's going to happen is this, is this evil Avengers. That's fine. But then man, why did we start with fucking John Walker? Why did we yeah. start with him? Right. You know, the most universally hated bland, like, like I, I said this when I first watched the it, like the very first time I saw him, just just shown in the flat in the first at the end of the first episode of falcon the winter soldier was just a picture of him i was like fuck that guy i don't know who the (laughs) fuck that guy is but i don't like him and then it just went downhill from there and and like i remember in like episode two or three of falcon the winter soldier they're fighting um the super soldier terrorists on the train yeah and and u.s agent like jumps out of a helicopter like help them and Why wasn't he just immediately murdered right then? He should have just been eviscerated. <laughs> like, like that's what I said. Like I, I looked at Beth. I was like, oh, they're killing off you. They're killing off John Walker pretty quick. Like he should have landed, and then they should have just ripped his arms off, and then just beat him to death with it. Like there's no way this guy's gonna make it. Like like what what I what come on you know, oh man, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they end I, up doing.
1: I really <laughs> wish that they would do. Um, I really I, one of my childhood favorite characters was Hulk. Yeah. Because yeah. Who, do, who doesn't like, you know, Hulk smash, right? Like oh, yeah. who, who, who can't get on board with that? Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I always liked reading Hulk when I was younger, um, but I don't think that he's ever, ever been brought to the screen. Well, no, Mark Ruffalo not. did a, a decent job, but sure. like the, the, the movies before that, well, the first one with Eric Bana was a turd. Yeah. it was the, terrible. The second one with, with, um, Edward, Edward Norton, Norton, who's a fantastic actor mm. terrible movie like <laughs> they're just yeah. they're just awful. they're just awfully done. So I'd like to see them do something with Hulk that doesn't suck mm-hmm. um, but I have yet to see that um, but I, the the problem with with characters like Hulk and Thor and some of the other more powerful of the Avengers is you get into this sort of power creep yeah what I mean by that is um, every time you encounter an enemy, it has to be amplified greater and greater and greater until, until you're getting to a point where it's, it's just like, you know, you got, what, what are we going to do next? Fight Galactus? Like, come on, what, what, what do right. we got left? Right. Because mm-hmm. you get the sense that like a guy as powerful and strong as the Hulk is just not going to have a problem with a guy like Magneto. Right. Right right like he's just not a guy as powerful as thor should not have to worry about somebody like loki (laughs) right they're just not they're they're, they're on a different power level so we you have to be careful that's my that's my problem with superman now i think um first of all you have to understand that superman was like really the first superhero right Mm -hmm. so like there weren't Mm -hmm. there weren't this this giant pantheon of superheroes before superman right it was just superman and Superman can literally do everything. Like he is the greatest superhero of all because he's like invulnerable to everything. Like he can do yeah. everything. Like there's nothing that Superman can't do. Right. The the but there's no there's no sense of danger, there's no sense of, of uh, alarm with a character like Superman. If you read the first Superman comic books, he wasn't fighting against gods, he was fighting against like normal criminals like in the thirties right Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that was what was needed at the time they needed they needed somebody that was you know invulnerable to all these perceived uh threats and superman was kind of like the the answer to that but it doesn't leave a lot of room for character arc. my best my best uh my opinion of superman is cool because he's the only superhero whose alter ego is how he views humanity right, right? right. he views humanity because superman's not clark kent like that's yeah. that's his suit right clark mm-hmm, kent mm-hmm. is superman's suit superman is superman clark kent is what he uses because that's what he thinks we are right so if you look right. at the the nerdy weak feeble-minded clumsy That's how Superman views us, (laughs) right? Right, right. So, and that's different than almost every other character I can think of. I mean, Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wayne, and then he becomes Batman, right? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. all, All these other characters that have alter egos, they become their superhero. Superman is the exact inverse of that, right? Superman is Superman first, and he becomes Clark Kent. So that's. That's the only interesting part about Superman.
0: <laughs> well, well, and that's I think I I hear what you're saying. I think what makes the the handful of times where Superman I think is done okay, like he's done relatively well is when um is when writers or animators or showrunners or whatever play up and play with the theme of like ma and pa kent right Right. like if if we can because it's all about how how do you make an invulnerable man interesting well you got to find a vulnerability right right um and and that's one vulnerability one way you find a vulnerability with superman is to approach him psychologically and ask questions of you know the his psychological development with Ma and paul Kent or his psychological development knowing that his father um you know it, it mother a real father and mother are dead and 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 might have in some storylines caused the end of of Krypton you know like right. like and what that means like i my favorite superman the animated series uh arc ever cuz i wasn't a big superman the animated series show like fan but 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 Superman the animated series sits in the same universe as Batman the animated series, so there's right. some crossover episodes. My all-time favorite episode uh, or group of episodes is when Bruce Wayne comes to Metropolis to like do you know to do Bruce Wayne stuff, and um, he has already figured out that Clark Kent is Superman, and then Superman like X-ray visions Batman and goes, "Oh yeah, you're you're Bruce Wayne. I figured it out." And so and 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 Superman's basically like. Do not come to my city. Do not fuck with me. And (laughs) and as Bruce Wayne, he comes and he fucking seduces Lois Lane. Like like he just he just flat he, it easily just like walks in and, and just like Lois is like oh yeah I'll totally go to dinner with you and he's like oh really <laughs> and, and as Clark can't like Superman's like oh, <laughs> and, and he's like yeah come on with me Lois you you want a car I'll buy you five fucking cars because I'm fucking Bruce Wayne and I can do whatever the fuck I want you know and, and like and it's and it's the best thing I've ever seen like it it, it should be every Superman movie it's just is just Bruce Wayne seducing lois lane out from clark kent um but like it's funny but like that's how you make an invulnerable man interesting if, right, is the, you, the whole you find premise of
1: superman the only way that superman works is because he's a good guy right like yeah you're right if Superman. if superman just decided to not be a good guy everybody's fucked like it's Go over man. like everybody's fucked it's done like mm-hmm. that's one of the things have you have you seen the uh um oh what's it called you oh, have to edit out the the blank here oh are you thinking of the um it's on uh amazon prime the boys the boys you no know i haven't TV show, the boys? I, know,
0: I, I know what you mean yeah
1: watch the boys okay <laughs> watch the boys there's a character in there named homeland okay mm-hmm. that is what superman is or would be Sure. <laughs> like the boys is really well constructed and it it's really really well done watch the boys and then we'll talk about that for like three or four podcasts because <laughs> i can talk about the boys for a long time but you'll see sure. exactly what i'm talking about if you watch the boys and you see the character homelander you will understand what i'm
0: talking about with what superman ought to be hmm I, I will give the boys a shot. I've been thinking about picking up Omni-Man, which is an animated superhero show that's on Prime as well. Uh, is it Omni-Man? No, it's not Omni-Man. Omni-Man. It's not Omni-Man. Hang on. Omni-Man is in the show. God, what's the name of that dumb ass show?
1: I've Shazam? Seen clips of it.
0: No, it's not Shazam. <laughs> now I'm going to look it up so that I I'm not I'm not a, uh, i don't give you the wrong thing. Omni-Man is, is in the show. Amazon Prime superhero show what's the name of it? it's not the it's a it's a cartoon although the tick is also on Amazon Prime and it <laughs> the tick's great amazing like like have you seen the li- the new live action tick that's on it I've not seen
1: the new live action but oh, I remember the it's so
0: funny the- it's so good <laughs> it's so great I remember the tick the- Animated the, series too. The Tick animated series is pretty funny. So. <laughs> it's the the live action show. The Tick is very good. It's called Invincible. Um, okay, Invincible is this is is a uh, animated um, like rated R animated um, superhero show that's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, uh, that I, I haven't I haven't given a try yet because I watched a clip on uh, YouTube. Of, of one of the main characters Omni-Man just like murdering each uh, member of their like version of the Justice League and it yeah. was so gory and bloody that I almost was like oh my god like <laughs> <I don't> even- <laughs> you know he's like he's like squashing the Flash's head like their version right. of the Flash and I'm like Jesus Christ I, I Like, <laughs> I can't dig it Um, yeah I think I remember uh, on the subject of Superman I remember David Harbour in The Suicide Squad. Uh Um the original suit they they just put out with the new Suicide Squad that's supposed to be relatively better, but the first Suicide Squad movie is ass. It's it's tremendously terrible. But there's this, there's I I turned it off. Beth and I made it through like 20 minutes of it before I was like, turn this fucking movie off. I can't I can't (laughs) I can't even do it. Um where where they made they made poor David Harbour, one of my favorite actors, currently working hopper himself lieutenant hops you know they make david harbour in a suit in the oval office say the dumbest line in the whole thing uh-huh. which is you know they're like why do we need they're looking at amanda waller easily one of the greatest dc comic book villains ever amanda yeah. waller amanda you know miss waller wh- why should we even go through with your um suicide squad project is it and david harbour's like david harbour's like picture this superman Flies down to this office, rips open the top of the, you know, the like the ceiling, pulls the president of the United States out and flies away. Who are you gonna call? And I'm thinking to myself, not the suicide squad. <laughs> yeah, none of those jokes. Able, None of those fuckers. We're gonna call Harley Quinn. Like, no, we're not. I'm not gonna call him. we're gonna be like, I guess Superman's in charge now. You know, like we're not gonna be able to stop him. It's it's just the dumbest line because it's like a, it does it doesn't justify the Suicide Squad at all and everybody in any says, way in any way <laughs> you know like like no we, we call Doomsday that's who we call <laughs> we call we call a, a clone of Supergirl you know we, yeah. we we do we do anything that that could even remotely hurt Superman that's what we do we don't call Death Deadshot. i hope that he's got a a magic bullet like like no (laughs) oh i hate that i hated that line man we call the joker he'll know what to do yeah (laughs) Yeah. well see and
1: and there and therein lies the problem with superman it's that power creep thing right you know Mm -hmm. it's sort of the same thing with like like you you've seen and read the Watchmen. i'm sure Mm -hmm. like when when, once you have a dr manhattan like what else do you need like (laughs) well yeah what do you do (laughs) Why? Why? Why do anything? I mean, you've got Doctor Manhattan; he can do whatever he wants. Like mm-hmm. that's it. That's the end of the story. That's a less compelling story than you know somebody with limitations. Somebody like a Spider Man, or somebody like uh, like the X Men, are all they utilize their abilities together to 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 take on these you know incredibly powerful foes. Um, but when you have Doctor Manhattan, when you have Man, when you have Black, you are just
0: you're you die. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. And, you know, and as much as I love the thought experiments, right, like as much as I love the who, who defeats Superman experiments, can Batman beat Superman? No. I'm like, you know, you, you sit there and you go, well, I mean, the only way that that works, as much as I love Batman, is, is you, all, you just have to take into account the X factor of Superman's personality, Right. Essentially, Superman just has to let people win. Like, like. Right. Now, I think, I think that if you take that into account, then maybe, maybe Batman beats.
1: Sure, but the uh, but literally the only way to beat Superman is to make him feel bad for you. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Which, like, I guess, I guess that works. You know, like, like I. Which is predicated having fears to begin with. If he's a character like Homander, which you'll see, mm, there's not much you can
0: do. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I think for me, as we wrap up this conversation, I think for me, I'm, I'm just really interested. Superhero things interest me, you know, for for two different reasons. I'm interested I'm interested in, um, in it from like this kind of purely primal, you know, masculine. Oh, this is so cool level. It's sure. the reason why. It's the reason why I I like. Bat- I mean, it's one of the reasons why I like Batman, right? Like. I watch it's one of the I reasons watch, why you
1: like pro wrestling. It's worth reasons. Exactly. You
0: know? Exactly. You know, I, I love to be able to watch spectacles and I love to be able to, you know, and, and, and to be, to be interested in, in that and watch that happen. I, I watched, uh, there's a animated, a, a DC animated movie that's on HBO Max um, called uh, uh, Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths um it's only an hour and 15 minutes long if, if you have hbo max give it a watch it, it's not a bad movie it's not the best but it's basically it's one of those uh in, in a parallel earth the justice league are evil you know kind of a thing and right and gina torres voices evil wonder woman and i'm like i'm here i'm here for that i'm here for, <laughs> I'm here for zoe being evil um but like the only reason I watched it, the only reason I picked it up was because I watched a clip on YouTube of uh, evil Wonder Woman and Batman fighting. That was it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah, it's awesome. And like and like Batman's losing. He's like he's getting his ass kicked,
1: well, he but, would. but he's I mean, <laughs> but
0: he as he would. But he's just smarter, you know, and, yeah. and so like like at one point, evil Wonder Woman is like, you know, I think I'll keep you. I think I'll keep you as a pet. You remind me of my boyfriend and I wouldn't mind having a second. A second one of them, so you're going to be one of mine. And he and she comes forward and like kind of grabs him by like the, this just, just like touches them just a little bit like on the chest, like breaks his rib. He's like, Burr. and he's like, Burr. and he kind of falls away. And, <laughs> and 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 the voice of Zoe says, "I like it when men make a little noise." And I'm like, "I like this movie. This is a good movie." <laughs> and uh, and then like, Batman wins the fight by tossing a smoke bomb at her, and and the smoke bomb goes off and. Evil Wonder Woman's like, you really think a smoke bomb can beat me? And she like, with her super breath or whatever, inhales a smoke bomb and it disappears. And Batman, Batman's like, it's not smoke; it's it's antiseptic gas. And she just like, <laughs> just <laughs> out. I'm like, well done, Batman. <laughs> well done. <laughs> and then Batman like limps away. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, good job. I like that stuff. That's one reason why I like superhero stuff. But the other reason I like it is, you know, I like. I like characters. I like, I like when the characters are strong enough. Um, and, and, and it's something I can sink my teeth into in that way. I think it's a blast. I wouldn't go so far as to say there's some, there's some academics out there who are trying to create a career for themselves. Um, who (laughs) want to make the claim that superhero movies or comic books or whatever are like new American mythologies. And, um, I wouldn't be so I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that mostly because um, they've just described everything you right. know like, like like any piece of fiction can be right. that if it gets big enough um, and we certainly wouldn't be saying that if if Iron Man 1 wasn't a success right you know so like right. come on give me a break um, but uh, but yeah I think I think they're low stakes characters that you can really, get into and like and i right. can and, and, that and like you said
1: they're they're spectacular so they're interesting to watch mm-hmm. and you know you can really tell some you can really tell some multi-layered stories with them too you know mm-hmm. you can you can really kind of get deep into the psyche of the adult mind with with the with the current iteration of superheroes that are out there not that that hasn't existed throughout but like right now it seems pre- to be particularly prevalent Mm-hmm. that we're able to tell these kind of deeper nuanced stories through these characters. And I appreciate that. I wouldn't raise it to the, to the level of a new pantheon, no, <laughs> right? But I mean, it's, it's a, it's an interesting way to tell interesting stories about everyday things, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. those themes exist throughout our culture in many aspects. And this a, a superhero story is just a, a spectacular retelling of you know whatever other kind of drama that you're that you're used to so
0: yeah yeah that's great it can be great listeners what's your favorite superhero we don't care don't don't (laughs) tell us i don't send me an email i don't care to know you know (laughs) but if you really want to tell somebody you can tell matt or me or whoever whoever you know look me Um, up on on my facebook page (laughs) that's right you'll find it i'm sure you'll find it i'm sure all right i'm gonna sign us off that cool yeah that's cool all right hey friends thanks for listening it's been an episode of Hooker chats with matt and ethan we'll see you next time